Football systems check. Microphone. Check. Record enabled. Kate. Check. Michelle. Check. All systems go. I repeat, all systems go. We got a problem. We got a Copy. We have ball blast. I repeat, we have ball blast. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Welcome to the Ball Blast Podcast. Here to help you get ballsy and win your fantasy football leagues. Now, here are your hosts, Kay Majuk, Michelle Majuk, and Jake Trowbridge. Hey! Hey! Welcome into the Ball Blast Fantasy Football Podcast, where it's our goal to help you get ballsy and win your fantasy football leagues. I'm your host, Michelle Majuk, researcher for the NFL Network, and I'm joined by Kate Majuk, senior content creator at the Gaming Society, and Jake Trowbridge, contributor with Matthew Barry's Fantasy Life. What's up, y'all? It's Ooh. like it's getting to playoff season. We're almost done. We are almost there. We are in that final week or the final two weeks where these matchups matter so much. And the NFL did us so dirty and put six bye weeks in week 14. So when you desperately need to win, you know, maybe you're without Jonathan Taylor or Justin Fields or anyone that you've been depending on all season long. And that stinks. And I'm very sorry. I feel like Roger did this on purpose. Yeah. Roger, Damn your you, first Raj. name basis. We do I actually we do have um like you know how they say the six was it the six degrees of separation like you always have some sort of connection to somebody. Um my aunt's best friend dated Roger Goodell throughout college. And I can only imagine that like I don't think she like <laughs> looks at Roger Goodell and is like, Man, I missed out. But I mean she knew him every time he walked out. into a room. Because that would be fun. I mean, honestly, like that's a lot of money that you just multi-millionaire. On. So she may be saying, damn. Yeah. He has a private jet. Like she has a beautiful family now, but I can't help but think every time she watches football, she's like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> this dude's got a jet. <laughs> like, yeah, but then you just look and hear him speak and you're like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm it right. cures it really fast. Yeah. Anyways, these are very, very important games. So we are here to help you make those tough decisions and get you into the playoffs. Before we get into the news and notes, we have a special little little celebration here. It's my dad's birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Papa Papa Duke. Duke. Yeah. Happy birthday to He's our biggest fan, so had to give him a shout-out on the pod. Happy birthday. Wish we could be with you. All right, let's jump into these news and notes. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. All right. There's some running back news and none of it's easy all right it's not like oh this person's injured play this person no nothing you want it easy michelle easy yeah i did you should have picked a different hobby like <laughs> knitting like knitting i don't know how to knit so it's not it's actually kind of relaxing okay so first up michael carter is no longer on the injury report which like happy for him that's great 
But now what do we do with the Jets backfield? Because without Michael Carter there last week, Zonovan Knight or Bam, whatever you want to call him, he did his thing. He was pretty solid for fantasy. Like you were very happy with him if you started him. But now what do we do moving forward? Do you just stick with Zonovan Knight or is Michael Carter going to ruin him? I feel like he's going to ruin him. <laughs> I really feel, A, I wasn't already super excited about what his matchup was this week to be like, oh, you know, Bam Knight, Zonovan Knight would be an immediate starter. Uh, and now Michael Carter's in the mix. What if he ends up being the 50-50 split guy on the side of getting more targets? Well, now that renders Knight kind of useless. Yeah, I mean, the Bills, so they get the Bills this week. So not a fantastic matchup. Also, their defense hasn't been as strong over the last few weeks, so it's, it's not, not as scary. It's not the worst matchup, especially with the fact that Von Miller is out. Yeah, uh, surprise, he has a torn ACL. But random note, yeah, I I will say it's not like a matchup you're like dying to get. It's not like the best, but I also don't think it's one you have to stay away from. But I will say, good news, Robert Sala, the Jets head coach, came out and said Knight isn't going anywhere when Carter returns to the lineup. I do feel like Knight showed he's like deserves playing time. I think he's the best. I think he's better than Michael Carter, personally, as a pure runner right now. I don't know. It's interesting. I, I think I'm still okay going with Knight. If I had to choose between these two, it's definitely Knight over Carter, right? If you had to plug one in. Jake. Yeah, for sure. I'm still going to err on what the coaching staff said two weeks ago, which is he is the guy who provides the spark that this backfield needs. So I can't see him being wiped out, like you said. Imagine trading for James Robinson for no reason. Like <laughs> You <laughs> traded for him and then you're like, nah, we don't even want you when we really need you. That's interesting. All right. Weird moves. And then we have to move on to the Seahawks backfield. I don't even really want to talk about it because I don't know how much help we're going to be. You have Ken Walker. He gets injured last week. I guess it's a jammed ankle. Really not much information on that. He didn't practice on Wednesday. What a weird phrase, though. Jam. Like, is it sprained? Like, I feel like I can, like, feel the feeling. Like, I, I feel like I knew feel it, but, like, about. it just still feels weird, like, to yeah. say out loud. Jam. Jammed ankle. Yeah. But the issue is, then, all the running backs behind Ken Walker are also injured. So, DJ Dallas got injured as well during the game. He did finish, but then he didn't practice on Wednesday. And then you had Travis Homer, who is already inactive because apparently he has a knee sprain, but then he did practice on Wednesday. And then you have Tony Jones, who was brought up, but like, oh man, like Tony Jones. I don't, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. So let's say Dallas and Walker keep not practicing this week because that's all we have to go off of is the Wednesday injury report. Are you going with Homer if he plays, or is it Tony Jones? I'm not going with either. I'm not putting either of these guys into my lineup. Week 14 is way too important to risk Jake, it Jake, on one of these looked, dudes. Have you looked at the running backs this week? Have Did you, anybody tell you about all the buys? Yeah. You cannot tell buys. me that You're there are not better options out there than either Tony Jones or Travis Homer this week. I mean, I could give you a long list still of running backs I'd rather start over them. They not me they may not be great running backs, but I would rather start them over one of these two guys cuz who Travis who Homer. honestly, I mean Tony Jones I don't think has ever had like more than 7 carries in a career game. So Neither I can't you. imagine Jones is the guy. Okay, so but you let's say you're in a 12 team league 
everyone has to start two running backs at least. Right. And then, you know, you have flex spots and sometimes you need a running back to be in there if you don't have a ton of wide receivers. So let's say you need at least 30 viable running backs. It, it gets kind of thin pretty fast. So are you, would you rather play James Cook or Travis Homer slash Tony? Oh, Jones? James Cook, without a doubt. That one's pretty easy for me. Really? Okay. Yeah. Against the Jets, pretty tough yep. defense. Or Jordan Mason versus the Buccaneers, tough defense. Plus, like all he gets is like eight carries and no targets. So Jordan yep. Mason versus the Buccaneers, or go with Travis Homer. This is saying Ken Walker and DJ Dallas are out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, gross. Uh, again, I would just. I think there are other. I'd rather start like at this point, Kenyon Drake over all of these okay. guys. Uh, Drake, that's where right. I'm at with this this crew. Looks like J.K. Dobbins has come back. Very excited about that. If for whatever reason he's on your, like, let's say you don't have IR spot. So he was on your waivers. He could have been sneakily on there too without people noticing because the the top projected guys are at the top. So it may not show him right now if he's not projected for any points. Just type in his name. See if he's in there. You need to add him if he is. He could literally be a league winner the rest of this year if he comes back and he's healthy. Uh, So I'm excited to see him back. Obviously, this week it'd be really hard to start him. You have no idea how much work he's going to get. So hopefully you can stay away. Joe Mixon, though, on the other hand, he's coming back. And you can start him right away. Right away. Full practice. It was a concussion. He missed two full weeks. So I feel good about it. And they have been feeding their running backs on the ground and through the air. Like Samaji Piran was great without Joe Mixon. Like I wish Joe Mixon could be as good as Samaji Piran is, uh, at least for fantasy. That'd be fantastic. So, but the last time we saw Joe Mixon play a full game, he went off. Uh, you're, you're starting him. No questions about it. Traylon Burks did not practice on Wednesday. I don't expect him to play. He got a concussion last week. And it seems like everyone that gets a concussion misses at least a week. Are you guys with me on that? I am with you. And which, yeah. well, by the way, maybe Dontrell Hilliard then is a play this week as a, a pass catching running back for Tennessee. And I would start him over all of those other guys we oh, talked no, about. No, you wouldn't. Yes, I would. No, I you wouldn't. Would. I would and I will. I'm going to pick him up somewhere and just prove that theory. Oh, my Lord. I will say, like, Ryan Tannehill was decent in fantasy when Traylon Burks is healthy and out there and he has a nice matchup this week against Jacksonville but without Traylon Burks then it's just gone like he's not even usable so Traylon Burks get it together it's not his fault that a guy freaking <laughs> dove into his head like I can't believe he even held on to that ball that is insane. that catch was a miracle like like the fact that it was like there are so many stupid catches in the NFL where you're like, bro, you couldn't have hold up, held that ball like a single millisecond longer to make it look convincing. And Traylon Burks like holding on for knocked life, out, and knocked out cold. But yeah. he was like, I'm not letting this go. Yeah, Burks looks great when he's out there. Uh, he really does. Imagine if he was on a high passing offense. Like he looks like he could be a true star in this league. It's just he keeps getting injured and then. Unfortunate for that concussion right there. I, I'm not dropping her, him or anything. I think after this week, he should be back. And hopefully he can help you win the playoffs. David and Joku, limited in practice. I, You got to bring him up because I, 
have you guys tried to rank tight ends this week? There are three. <laughs> there are like there are three. <laughs> Michelle, there's three every week. But there are even three that I even want to remotely start. Not even like, oh, I feel kind of good about this. No, it is Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, and TJ Hawkinson. And then after that, it's like just disgusting. And then you're like, okay, maybe Hunter Henry, because he has the best matchup ever against the Cardinals. And you're talking yourself into Hunter Henry, and you're like, he's probably gonna score six goddamn points because he's gonna have one reception for a touchdown or something. Um, but so that's what makes David and Joku important to talk about, I guess. Are you, are you playing him? If he plays, you almost have to, unless you have Kelsey or if he plays, he's a must right. start period. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Don't be stupid. I just talked a lot just to get to David and Joku. <laughs> but I feel you. I was trying to fight, figure out in this week, especially like maybe I can give somebody some comfort by putting a tight end into one of my scrumptious starts spots. I tried so hard and spoiler alert, I did not succeed. At all. No, it would have to be Hunter Henry. Like if you're looking for a waiver play this week, I'll just throw him out there. We're not going to bring him up again in this episode, but he does get the Cardinals. Every tight end destroys the Cardinals. He should have a decent game. So if you desperately need someone, that's your guy. Trevor Lawrence said he expects to play in week 14 versus Titans. Very intriguing matchup. Yeah. Very intriguing matchup. A little bit worried to play him due to the injury, but that makes me feel much better about Christian Kirk and Zay Jones against the Titans who give up so many yards to there. I mean, it's a, it's a lower body injury. And I think the interesting thing is like, it's not like Trevor Lawrence has been scoring all of his fantasy points on the ground. Like he's been passing well. And that Mm -hmm. is, Mm -hmm. that is the part of the Titans defense that is most porous is through the air. I'm still okay. Starting Trevor Lawrence this week. Okay. Okay. You sound skeptical. I would have to be. How could you not start Do the I man smell a that's throwing a, a guy like Zay Jones the ball? I, I think I must start. Okay, if you're deciding between He's a top ten quarterback top 10? this week, okay. yep. Like so, if you're looking at Geno, Geno Smith or Trevor Lawrence, you're going with Trevor Lawrence. No, G- I mean Geno Smith has been the better quarterback overall this year, like period. Um, so I go with Geno Smith, but. That's only because Geno Smith has been the better quarterback this year. Okay, and what about Mike White injured. or Trevor Lawrence? Oh, Mike White I'll against go, Buffalo. Hard. I'll go with Trevor Lawrence. What about you, Jake? Yeah, I would go with Trevor Lawrence as well. I was really curious to see if if there would be some sort of shot bet coming out of this once Kate mentioned top 10. Uh, because it sounds like you would not put him anywhere close to top 10, Michelle. I would put it. I mean, again, try to go rank quarterback this whole uh this whole week's disgusting let me see where i have trevor lawrence ranked right now i haven't ranked at 12 so i don't have him far from 10 it's just like so guys i have over him are i mean it's the obvious ones and then i still have kirk cousins jared goff and geno smith ranked over him i actually do have mike white ranked below trevor lawrence so i just it's not like i'm excited to play trevor lawrence that's all i get because if he's the quarterback 12 and you're in a 12 team league that means your quarterback could have scored the fewest out of all quarterbacks that played i mean i i think he scores above quarterback 12 but also in a land of bye weeks where you have quarterbacks like justin fields out like i i think there's going to be plenty of opportunity yeah i would just to win you a week i would much rather have jared goff but we'll talk about that later 
All yeah, right. we will. Jimmy Garoppolo out for at least a regular season. There's a possibility, I guess, rumors that he could come back for maybe the Super Bowl or something like that. But at least for our fantasy season, he's out. It doesn't. Jake- it does matter <laughs> for Jake because last week we made a bet, but I'm not going to make him pay up because Mike White didn't have a huge, massive game. He he did fine in terms of fantasy points. Um, but Jimmy Garoppolo could have easily outperformed him. He got hurt like instantly. So I won't make you pay up, but that, that was a little bummer, right, Jake? I really wanted to see how that was going to play out. I, I got excited and, and spoiler yeah. alert, maybe that could have, uh, balanced out my other bet that I made with Kate. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you want to pay up for that right now? Because yeah. we're on the subject, I guess you I brought well. that up when we were on the Zonovan night, uh, subject, but Kate and Jake had a little bet Zonovan night versus Cordero Patterson. And it wasn't even close. Not even close. A I'm little sorry, bit. who won? Who won? You know what? Jakey you won. Nobody should make uh, shot bets against Kate anymore because she That's never true. has to. She never loses. I'm thirsty, guys. I feel so <laughs> left out that I don't get to take shot bets with the you guys. The only time you took because a shot I'm with us always was, correct. The only time you took a shot with us was for your birthday. It wasn't because right. it was, yeah, Cordero, was like how annoying. Cordero Patterson, by the way, I just want to vent for a quick second. He didn't have a single target. My entire thing with Cordero Patterson is like, watch how much they feed him via the air. He didn't get a single target. He didn't get you should have guessed on the, the ground, future better, Jake. Mean anything. Uh, My head's getting I'm, bigger and bigger every single week. Take that shot. Yeah, we're gonna whiskey. have to put you, put you Disgusting. in the corner a somehow. Big shot. I, I want to throw up just looking at you. Take that shot of whiskey. Oh, now Patty's drop it in a cup of eggnog. You took that so smooth. Good for you. Good. It's not great whiskey, but uh, it was worth it to pay off that bet. I would have thrown up immediately, immediately, but proud of you. Now let's talk about Jimmy Garoppolo because there was a reason I brought him up other than the bet. I think for CMC, it might make it better, right? They you know, they were targeting CMC every five seconds with uh, uh, oh my good, Brock Purdy because... That's just what you're going to do when you have a backup in. Ayuk was doing his thing in the beginning of the game. And then it's like with Jimmy Garoppolo for one second, he got that long reception and then did nothing with Purdy. I'm a little bit nervous about Ayuk and Kittle with him. I do think this helps CMC and Debo because it's the short receptions and then do it after the catch. What about you guys? Yeah, I'm for sure in line with that thinking. Debo Samuel is kind of quarterback proof, not in the way that he's going to be fantastic uh, regardless of the quarterback, but in the way that he's going to be completely fine and usable because his versatility is great. His average depth of target is like still nothing. Uh, So any quarterback can do that. It's the same philosophy with CMC really. Uh, But I, I, I don't know if I'm worried about George Kittle because like how much were we really loving George Kittle before, I guess. I know he can have some blow up games, but it kind of seems the same. I think the biggest downgrade is for Ayuk. Yeah, I'm with you there. There was uh, some note I was working on at work, and it was like all of – Where Pur- do you work? The NFL. Yeah. Yeah. Work. yeah. Uh, all of Hurdy's passes basically were to running backs. It was basically the CMC and, and Juice, and he had a great passer rating on that and did great work. And then in, when he was targeting wide receivers, it was like really, really bad. So that's my only concern. We'll see if he can get better in his second game. I mean, literally, he's a rookie. He can get better. Uh, we'll see how it goes. But I probably am not starting Debo. Or no, not I'm not starting Brandon Ayuk this week. I mean, I, if you're not going to start Brandon Ayuk, I feel like you 
like Debo's just as hard to start. He's just as hard to start, but his um he average gets, he gets rushing yards. But, but no, his average after target this year is like three yards. It's something insanely low. It's the lowest in the league. And I, I think that's kind of perfect in the situation where he's gonna get a bunch of short targets. He's exceeded sixty yards three times this year. Yeah, but he got ten targets last week, and it's because Purdy was in, and they're gonna keep doing that. Yeah. It amounted to 58 yards. Listen, Congratulations. Six for 58. You're going to take 13 points in PPR league. Like, you'll take it in this landscape. This has been a brutal year, Kate. Let us have our 13 <laughs> goddamn points, all right? That's right. But but be assured that Purdy will do Ayuk dirty. I just yeah. really wanted to say that. I was waiting. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Around. Purdy dirty. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then last up, before we get into our scrumptious starts, Lamar Jackson out for at least this week. It sounds like it could be multiple weeks. Are you firing up Tyler Huntley versus Steelers? So Huntley or Trevor Lawrence? I think this is very, very close. I'm comfortable, very comfortable putting Huntley above Mike White. Like I'm there with that. But it's, I think it's very close with Trevor Lawrence because Huntley has a crazy good rushing floor. He does. He has that safety. Every, every game that he's basically filled in, you know, you're seeing the guy pick up 40 yards on the ground. It's like, you know, that's not everything. But his connection with Mark Andrews is also very strong. Uh, I'm not super concerned about the matchup. I don't think it's as great as it would have been earlier on in the year uh, for the, with the Steelers, but I do like him. Yeah, I I. I agree. Um, I, I think Tyler Huntley has a a pretty safe floor overall because of that rushing ability. The nice thing about him is that he kind of just fits the scheme so perfectly because of his play style and the way that he is able to run and his mobility. Like it complements what the Baltimore Ravens already do quite often um, the Ravens have been pretty bad though this whole season or at least that half of the season and Lamar Jackson hasn't been too great for fantasy either so to expect Tyler Huntley to come in here and be so much better than Lamar Jackson I don't think it I don't think you expect like I I would prefer to start Trevor Lawrence for what it's worth I'm just saying that I think Tyler Huntley like relatively safe floor if you're looking not to bottom out and yeah if your goal is to not bottom out in week 14 which like that might be you. Like, if you just need to stay afloat, I think Tyler Huntley's a fine option. Yeah, I think he can score like 16 points. I think that's a very reasonable projection. Yeah. I think Trevor Lawrence probably going to be projected right around 20 points for me. But the volatility there with Trevor Lawrence, I think, is a little bit more significant. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, let's get into our scrumptious starts of the week. <laughs> So meaty. What's not to like? Custard, good. Jam, good. Meat, good. It is delicious. It's good for me. It's a perfect way to start the day. Jake, I love your first guy. I, I, like, I feel like we just need to talk about this guy. We, didn't, we don't give him enough love. We don't. Yeah, we don't give him his flowers as often as maybe he's deserved this year. And I think part of that An is interesting due. metaphor. Give him a, you've never heard this expression before? Give somebody their flowers? You know, compliment no. them. No, Grandpa. Them... Move on. All right. Well, the old expressions. This guy uh, deserves it because his quarterback play has been trash for a big chunk of the year. But Garrett Wilson is now with a comfortable, confident quarterback in Mike White. And honestly, 
this is kind of a gimme. Garrett Wilson, like he's a must must start guy. Yeah, he is. But I'm saying like this is an easy top twelve guy for me this week, and I really just put him in here because I want to talk about his splits with and without Zach Wilson because they're insane. They're the stupidest thing that I've seen in quite some time. <laughs> so in the games where he played with uh, Zach Wilson, seven games this year, he was averaging 8.4 PPR points, 8.4. In the games without him, this is with Joe Flacco and Mike White, he is averaging 20.4 PPR points. That is a stupid difference. That is, uh, that's, how how did he last seven games? How did Zach Wilson last seven games? I don't know. But the Bills have also been giving up some fairly big games to the, the top wide receivers on opposing teams recently. And if we exclude last week's stinker with the Pats, because, like, who do the Patriots have as a real top receiver? I guess Jacoby Myers. But I am excluding that one. I'm looking a little bit further back. The four previous ones, we're looking at Amon Ross St. Brown, who went nine catches, 122 yards, and a touchdown. Amari Cooper, who had eight catches, 113 yards, two touchdowns. Justin Jefferson, of course, not really fair to include here, but I'm going to do it because he had 10 receptions, 193 yards, and a touchdown. And most importantly, the last time Garrett Wilson played against them, and this was with Zach Wilson, the albatross around his neck. He still put up eight catches for 92 yards. So I think it's incredibly reasonable to assume a top 12 finish. If he was a top 12, excuse me, top five guy this week, I wouldn't bat an eye at it. Yeah. And I don't think it's unreasonable to add Justin Jefferson. I get he's like the best wide receiver in the league, but Garrett Wilson is incredibly talented. And I thought coming out of school, it was like so easy that he's obviously the best wide receiver in the draft. He's, he's so freaking good. And yeah, he's stuck on the Jets, but he's still doing his thing stuck on the Jets. Like, so many of us, including me, loved Elijah Moore coming out of the draft. I think he's still insanely talented, but at the same time, he can't do anything on this team. Well, Garrett Wilson can because he's like that's the difference in the talents here. So I do think Garrett Wilson can be named with these really great wide receivers in this league. He's a must, must, must start. Like I can't imagine the team you would have to have to not start him. Like he's just you you start him no matter what. So I'm with you. I love it. Kate, who's your scrumptious start of the week? It was actually going to be Trevor Lawrence. So I want to shout that out. But the injury. Oh my God. We need to drink every time you say the name Trevor Lawrence today. Are you Juju okay? Smith-Schuster. <laughs> Juju Smith-Schuster. I, Trevor Lawrence has been a great quarterback this season, especially okay. for fantasy. Relax. Leave me alone. A Leave great me quarterback alone. quarterback is a bit strong. Oh my. Okay. Whatever. It's Jared Goff versus the <laughs> Minnesota Vikings. Who is another guy that I just can't quit. You guys remember that time <laughs> I called him a top 12 quarterback? Everybody remember that? Yeah, sure good do. times. Yeah. Um, I, I, he's not quite there for me overall, but the Vikings are a pretty good matchup and Jared Goff is at home. So that's why I'm ready to roll with Jared Goff this week. The Vikings have allowed the most passing yards per game, fourth most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks since week six. And over the last two weeks, they've allowed prolific quarterbacks, prolific NFL <laughs> quarterbacks, Mac Jones and Mike White to put up over 350 yards piece against them. Now, like the matchup's fantastic, okay? Because the, the Vikings secondary just not able to lock things down. But that other part that I think we need to consider is Jared Goff at home. He leads the league with 17 passing touchdowns when at home. 
seventh most pass yards at home, averaging 20.6 fantasy points in games at home, which would be good enough for the QB seven and points per game over the season in the last four weeks, haven't allowed a, uh, a performance worse than QB nine. Minnesota. So Minnesota is a good matchup. Just start up Jared Goff, baby. He is the perfect streamer this week. This is going to be perfect. the silliest shootout of the season between these two teams. And I'm I so can't wait. for it. It's yeah, be it better be a high scoring game. It really better be. It better not be one of these like divisional, like, oh, we thought it was going to be high scoring. It's 19 to six. Like, no, I want to see a 40 <laughs> to 55 game. Let's go. But are this you actually, I think, the highest over under? Yeah, yeah, it's the highest over under on the week, which bodes well for Jared Goff. Yeah. So, but my question then is Kirk Cousins is on the other side, and the Lions secondary is also atrocious. So, if you had to choose, guys, would it be Jared Goff or Kirk Cousins? both could be on waivers right now. Both could be. I think that Kirk Cousins, myself, would be more susceptible to a bum game here. Uh, I'm not willing to put my confidence in him whenever it feels like we should. He's just, he's let me down too many times. Kirk Cousins has never scored fewer than 20 points in Detroit with the Vikings. So through four games... Always over 20 fantasy points at Detroit in that dome. There's something special about that Detroit dome, baby. I think think that this, uh, for me, you know, I always love to have sort of a caveat. The caveat here for me is if you need, like, a safer play, I'd go with Kirk Cousins. Is he safer, though? He has a lot of bad games this year. He has a lot of bad games, but I, I also think that, like you said, the Detroit secondary, not great. But I also think that, there's a higher likelihood that Jared Goff will be on waivers. And I think that he has a slightly higher ceiling. Okay. Yeah. I, I think I slightly lean Jared Goff as well. So I'm with you. All right. Moving on because we've been taking this a little slowly today. So we got to, we got to ramp, ramp her up, ramp her up here. But I wanted to bring up Jeff Wilson Jr. Versus the chargers. I think a lot of people are scared off of starting him. They're keeping him on their bench this week. And I'm saying, Put him back in your lineup. I get it. You scored 0.3 fantasy points last week. That's atrocious. But also, it's your fault. You started him against the 49ers. You do not start running backs against the 49ers. He was my set of the week last week. So if you started him, like, shame on you. Yeah. I get, like, maybe you had to. But nope. at the same time, we need to stop starting running backs against the 49ers. But at least this week. So he's going from the hardest, the toughest matchup for running backs to the easiest so the chargers are allowing the most yards per carry this year while the 49ers are allowing the fewest and i think you just you plug them right back in right because the chargers the last three weeks it's been josh jacobs 144 rushing yards against them the week before that james connor 120 yards against them isaiah pacheco the week before that 107 rushing yards against them like they just keep allowing massive games and yes, Raheem Mostert got a lot of the work against the 49ers, but I think that was one of the situations where it's like, well, we're not going to be able to run against the 49ers. So at least if we are going to, we need to put in the guy who has the speed to break one off if we do get a slight hole and Jeff get Wilson through. Jeff Wilson has speed. Not like Raheem Mostert. Raheem Mostert's like the fastest guy in the NFL. 
behind like Tyree Kill. He's, he's like literally at 30 years old, he's still one of the fastest guys in the league. So I think that's why they used him to just have an opportunity to break one big. They knew Jeff Wilson wasn't offering anything in that situation. I think it goes right back to Jeff Wilson. The last, the three prior weeks before the 49ers game, it was the Jeff Wilson show. He was getting the snaps. He was getting all the carries. So I'm playing him right back in. I'm playing him over Travis Etienne, over Miles Sanders, over Zonovan Knight, over the Buccaneers running backs, over Najee Harris. Like, he's my running back 12 this week. I'm all the way in. I needed that confidence boost, by the way. I I needed that. It's not often that you see somebody not score a single damn fantasy point, especially at the running back position. So that was tough. Yeah. Jeff, if you're listening, this is the vote of confidence you need (laughs) to go out this week. All right, Jake, who's your second scrumptious start? My second scrumptious start is Josh Palmer, who's playing the Miami Dolphins this week. This is with the contingency here that Mike Williams is once again out, which I'm just assuming he will be at this point. It's become that old thing. It's a trend. It's a fun trend with Mike Williams, and I just don't expect him to play this week. So if he is out, Josh Palmer has been pretty much lights out the last five weeks without Williams in the lineup there. He's actually leading all wide receivers in route runs, uh, routes run, and has the fifth most targets of all wide receivers during that time. He's also comfortably, comfortably inside the top 20 for intended and converted air yards per game over that stretch. And he's averaging a nice, healthy nine targets, six receptions, and 75 yards. And we know he has a much higher ceiling than that. Uh, Miami, they're an okay matchup for what it's worth. I think some people might be intimidated putting Palmer in here, but I'm not that scared because you know what? They allowed Donovan Peoples-Jones to put up a nice five receptions and 99 yards and Khalif Raymond, my boy, my dude, to put up three and 76 yards. They give up big plays to these receivers is what I'm saying. And Palmer is a better receiver than both of them. So I'm expecting a nice healthy stat line this week. I like it. I like it, Kate. You went the easiest route of all time. So talk about your second scrumptious start of the week. And we're definitely, Jake and I, have to put the pressure on you um, and put a line here where he needs to hit in order for you not to take a shot this week since you want to join us so hard. Anyways. It doesn't really matter what line you set, Michelle. I just feel like we're going <laughs> to surpass it. Uh, my start of the week, Tony Pollard versus the Houston Texans. He is a top five running back this week, and I'm just going to stake my claim. I know he's a start, but, like, he is a top five running back. Like, he is a must start, period. He's the RB7 on the year, which is freaking insane. Helped a little bit thanks to the the injury to Ezekiel Elliott. But, like, we're seeing Ezekiel Elliott is getting work, and we're still seeing Tony Pollard be that guy. Like, he doesn't need a ton of volume. He's super efficient. Leads all running backs with at least 20 rush attempts with 4.1 yards after contact per attempt. Fourth in the NFL in yards per rush attempt. Big surprise, Houston still leads the league in rush yards allowed to opposing running backs. It's a great matchup, but like this is your your sign. If you needed a sign that Tony Pollard is a top 10 RB. Top 10? No, no, no. Top I five. was about to say rest of season and a top five running back in week 14. This is your sign. 
I'd also like to take the opportunity to give a vote of confidence to Ezekiel Elliott this week then for managers who are going to need somebody like him because he is also going to be a smash play. These two can coexist very well, very easily this week. Yeah, I think both could easily end in the top 10 this week. There's like no reason to ever throw on Houston. You can, but I'm sure they will and get down there towards the goal line. Zeke will score some touchdowns. Tony Pollard will kill it on the ground. Both are great plays, but Kate, we are holding to you to that RB five. He has to be at least. What about RB like seven? No, he has to be at least <laughs> in RB five this week because we're letting you say him as a scrumptious start. Uh, so top five running back, are you taking a shot? We should bring back the ball rating system for how spicy these takes are, by the way. I'm going half ball, half ball on this one. <laughs> half ball, I like it. All right. My second one here before we get into the fades, it's DJ Chark versus the Vikings. I just love him this week. I, I'm really high on him. Listen, there are, we've said it a million times, there's six teams on by. So you have to find other guys to play this week. And I think DJ Chark is one of the best options for a one-week fill-in for the buys. Chark played a season-high 64 offensive snaps last week, put up 98 receiving yards on five receptions. That's all fantastic. Now this week he gets the Vikings, and the Vikings are allowing the most receiving yards and the second-most fantasy points to the wide receiver position this season. But also, most importantly, per next-gen stats, they're allowing like 200 more yards than anyone else in the league to wide receivers aligned out wide this season. So that's where they struggle the most is two wide receivers aligned out wide. It's not so much in the slot and Chark lines up out wide nearly on every single snap. So Monroe gets more of the slot snaps. Chark goes in there sometimes, but it's almost all of his snaps are out wide. And then we could take it a step further and the Vikings get absolutely destroyed on the left side of the field. So this is all according to next-gen stats, but they've allowed 1,349 yards when a wide receiver is targeted on the left side of the field, while the next-worst team is at 991. So almost 400 yards more than any other team. That's just like a clear, massive weakness. While DJ Chark was that main guy there last week, he ran nearly all of his routes on the left side of the field. He did have his big play on the right side. So don't come at me. I get it. He moves around, but he is that main guy for the lions. He's going to run the most routes on the left side of the field. Love him this week in this matchup. I'm starting him over guys like Juju over Gabe Davis, over Brandon, Ayuk, over the Steelers wide receivers over Michael Gallup. Yeah. He had two touchdowns. He had like two yards. So no, get him out of here. It's uh I'm too high in DJ Turk. I'll say that. I'm too high. <laughs> <laughs> I think this week it's appropriate to be that level of high. I, I just like that uh, the two of you are kind of working in, in conjunction this week. That's nice. You yeah. get the pairing. Jake, I would love for a nice little homage to be paid uh, towards the Ball Blast podcast over on the Chris Harris podcast and uh, just give a little love to the stack. That is Jared Goff and DJ Chark, because I think it's going to be a home run hitter this week, guys. Hey, why don't you just turn Minnesotan? I don't know. <laughs> guys, it's going to be a good one, I tell you. It's going to be such a good one, and it, you're going to be so grateful for the stack. You're going to have pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> going to make you want to throw a hot dish out the window, I say. Hey. <laughs> All right. It's time to get into our fades of the week. Yes. Uh, bu- 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 
fades of the week. <laughs> Farty fart fades pooper pants. Of Woo! The week. All right. Yeah. All right. You're, you're welcome. Thank you. I hate being negative. You know me. I'm just so a ball of sunshine. I came, so chipper. I came and get that out of my mouth. But we got to talk about the bad place as well. Jake. I do want to say really quickly, I'm sorry we're naming so many running backs and it's not possible to hate on all these running backs because, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. Because these but... are all of the running backs. That are <laughs> but we got to talk about it. Jake, go ahead. Say your first one. This one shocks me. Go ahead. This one hurts me. Uh, it doesn't feel good to write this up. It especially doesn't feel good to say his name after the farty fart poop pants uh, introduction. But James, excuse me, Jamal Williams. I don't even want to say his Real name. Jamal Williams is my fade this week. And it sucks because Williams has been a cheat code for everybody who desperately needs steady running back points this year. And it's unfortunate that it looks like his time in the sun might be kind of coming to an end, at least to the level of production that he given for you, because DeAndre Swift is looking healthy again. And what that means is Swift taking over the passing down role once again, back in week 12. And now this last week, He's now leading the backfield in rushing attempts as well. And worse for Jamal Williams' sake, who has been completely reliant on touchdowns for that fantasy production, 50% of his fantasy points have come from touchdowns to this point. That is not an exaggeration. So it's bad when last week DeAndre Swift has five red zone rushing attempts to Jamal Williams' three. That means that that big focal point for your fantasy team is starting to get pushed to the back end. Look, Minnesota, they're middle of the road uh, against running backs. Uh, Couple that with everything that the two of you mentioned about Jared Goff and DJ Chark having a big day. There's not enough room in the pie for everybody to feast. And unfortunately, Jamal Williams is probably the one who's going to be left out. Are you not worried about DeAndre Swift's report on Wednesday? He was limited in practice with ankle. Did it? Did he, you know, aggravate that ankle in the game? Or is that just the, they had to make up something for the injury report to give him, you know, some kind of leeway today. Who knows? We'll see the rest of the week. But are you nervous? I'll keep my eyes posted once we talk about Friday's injury reports. Like that'll be a real telltale sign for me. Right now, I'm not going to get too excited about it. It's I wouldn't be shocked if he ended up on the injury report every single week from here on out. He could just be one of those players, a Julio Jones type. Yeah. Okay. Kate, who's your fate of the week? I wanted this duo, but you stole them from me. Very rudely. And you're welcome. Um, I'm going to fade Leonard Fournette, Rashad White against the 49ers. We talk about how difficult this rushing matchup is. It is still just as difficult as ever. They're allowing a league low 3.2 yards per carry to running backs. That's literally 0.5 yards per carry less than any other team. Like this is a really, really tough matchup and it's not a good rushing offense to begin with. So like we're taking a bad rushing team. We're matching them up against a really tough rushing defense. We're splitting the backfield essentially in half. I just don't think there's really any upside to go around whatsoever. They've allowed just a single game of 15 or more fantasy points this season to opposing running backs. That was ironically to Christian McCaffrey back in week five. Like 
and it wasn't a good game by him. It was a very block game. He averaged 3.86 yards per carry. Thankfully, he had seven catches for 50 yards, and he scored a touchdown, or else he wouldn't have had even 15 points. Like, it was a very efficient day, inefficient day. I'm just completely out on both of these guys in the backfield. Like, give me Zonovan Knight over both these guys. Yeah, it's going to be hard because also the 49ers are allowing the fewest yards per reception to running back. So you can say, well, they get all of their points because Tom Brady just checks down to the running backs, which he literally does nonstop. So they can still, like in PPR, you're still going to get those free points. And Maybe you buoy yourself to like eight to ten points, but that's not. But like this is going to be the reason why people hate, like the people who really hate PPR leagues are going to point to these players during this game to be like, look, they got like seven receptions for 20 yards and no rushing yards, and somehow they still scored ten fantasy points. Like that's going to be the type of game I feel like it might be for one of these, and you don't know which one it'll be either. Jake, would you rather start Fournette, White, or Jamal Williams? Oh, that's horrible. I think I would rather start <laughs> Fournette out of the entire group. What? I'm still I'm, going Jamal Williams I'm going Jamal easily. Williams easily. easily. I will, I know. Is it something in our water here at the house? Like, I'm so, like... You guys just want all the Lions. That's what I'm hearing. You just want every facet yeah, of the Lions so. this week. I guess so. But it's the highest projected scoring game of the week. Yeah, I'd rather have a piece of that than going against the toughest defense, especially when it comes to the I mean, game. I am a lifelong Lions fan. Number one fan. Also, sure. games in San Francisco, the point total has hit the under, like, I think every time this year. Or one, maybe not one time. That's it. So it's been really low scoring in San Francisco. It's not been pretty. I don't, I don't love it. I don't, I don't love those two, but my, my pick, this hurts me. I had him last week too, I believe, but Travis Etienne at the Titans. I'm sorry. Like there is the middle of the season here. It was looking beautiful, but he hurt his foot. They're not giving him as many carries. They're not relying on the run game and they're not, targeting him very much either and then he's had some bad matchups as well and he gets a bad one this the only way to have success against the titans and fantasy this year has been to be like a big part of the receiving game for their team and etn just isn't that which makes no sense that literally is the dumbest like he should be but it makes no sense it kind of reminds me of miles sanders in this way where it's like when you give him touches he's fantastic right like he looks so good as a runner he can break off long carries at any moment and he could catch the ball if they wanted him to they just don't target him in that way I do think Etienne's a better receiver than Sanders but then also I wanted to point out Sanders because Miles Sanders went off against Green Bay in week 12 and then he had to play against Tennessee in week 13 and did absolutely nothing he well sorry he did end up sneaking into the end zone which saved his day a little bit but it was still a very bad fantasy day even with that touchdown it was like still below 10 points which is crazy the titans are just way too hard and i don't think he's going to do very much on the ground at all and unless he his targets increase like crazy i just i don't want to start him like i don't feel good about it and you probably have to because it's disgusting but if you have jeff wilson starting him over him deandre swift going with him i'm starting deonta foreman if he plays over etn like i really don't want to have to play etn but i get if you have to I have to. It's thanks. You have to. Yeah. It's thanks because the Titans, too, are giving up the most receptions per game 
to the running back position. But like you said, it doesn't matter if the team isn't using the running back that way. You cannot take advantage yeah. of a matchup that's not allowed. That's pretty like that's what you're like. I, I don't know why I said like I hoping not to have to start him because you have to start him unless you're just so lucky. You're, you got to start him. That's what you need to be rooting for, that he just gets a big spike in targets this week. That's pretty much your only shot. And that's one of those moments where you pad the rest of your lineup with some boom guys, like some pow, 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 yeah. pow. like DJ Chark, baby. DJ Chark, pow, pow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jake, who's your second fade of the week? I'm doing this. I'm saying it. This is the last time I'm mentioning his name on this podcast for this season. Deontay Johnson. We've talked about him a handful of times already. This is your cue. Drop him. If he's on your team, drop him. This isn't a fade. This isn't a sit. This is drop him. Get him off your roster. Because if you recall back in week 11, I talked about Deontay Johnson calling him a fade. Here's what I said back in week 11. He'd only cracked 15 fantasy points once this year, which was back in week three against Cleveland which was also his only top 25 fantasy performance. That's still true. All of that is still true. What is most frustrating about that is he has targets. He's getting targets. Quarterback is looking his way. He's had at least eight targets in eight of his 12 games. Last week, he had 11 targets. That amounted to 11 fantasy points. That is almost impossible to happen for a (laughs) wide receiver to get 11 targets and still only end up with that. He's also had plenty of red zone opportunities, but he doesn't have a single touchdown to his name. This is just something that's not working with him, the quarterback, and this offense this season. I am not holding him for 10 points. You can find so many more upside plays week to week that you could stream that I would rather have above Deontay Johnson at this point. Yeah, it's time to let him go. Like, Maybe someone will pick him up off waivers and you get to play against him and just be happy. (laughs) Like, Maybe it's a trap. (laughs) It's a trap. Yeah, it's just, it's time. I love Deontay. I think he's a great wide receiver, but it's not working out with Kenny Pickett. And yeah, it's time. It's time for to stop playing him this year. Kate, who's your second farty fart fade of the week? I'm going to fade Daniel Jones, who's been one of my favorite streamers this year. Like, has had rushing upside. He's had his moments. And we're kind of seeing, like, some chemistry develop with Darius Slayton, like, Things feel like they're looking up, and this is like a a decent, a a team with a decent record. But Daniel Jones, I'm just not about this matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles. I feel like they're really quietly uh, just absolutely crushing opposing quarterbacks. Like, nobody's really talking about how much Philly is shutting down opposing quarterbacks, but they are. They're along the fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks in the entire season not a single quarterback has had more than 20 fantasy points against this defense. Like not a single quarterback has had three or more passing touchdowns. Like it's, it's the upside has been significantly capped. They've allowed just one single rushing touchdown to opposing quarterbacks. Like this is a really tough matchup. Daniel Jones has been kind of a volatile guy in, uh, you know, games against top five, passing defenses averaging just 14 fantasy points per game over his career not trusting daniel jones this week even when things are feeling really slim at the quarterback position so let's let me ask you some questions here daniel jones or mike white mike white yeah mike white you you too jake fully agree 
Daniel Jones, again, I'll bring him up one time on this podcast. Deshaun Watson. Daniel Jones. Honestly, no, seriously, did you see what happened last week? We don't talk, because we don't talk about him, but the fact that he's been out of football for two years was pretty transparent this last week. And And he has to go into Cincy this week. Cincy, it's a hostile environment. I think they're going to, the, the crowd there is going to be brutal. Since he's allowed the six fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks this season. So Daniel Jones or him? Daniel Jones. Okay. It's just more to like, yeah, fuck him. Um, Michelle. Sorry. Brock Purdy. Michelle. Okay. I'll take Daniel Jones. (laughs) All right, but for real, one last one here. I do have them ranked back to back. So this is a for real question. Daniel Jones against Philly or Sam Darnold against the Seahawks. The Seahawks defense has been brutal. Sam Darnold looked okay against the Broncos. Which one are you going with? I just love a guy that looks okay. He, he, he wasn't that bad against the Broncos. I don't know what to say. Also, we're talking about like starting the quarterback 21 versus the quarterback 22 this week. I don't hey, think it's 18, a conversation that needs to be addressed. 18 to 19 and people play oh super flex leagues. All right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. I just really wanted to know if we'd play. Sam I'd rather Darnold. start Tyler Huntley. Okay. Well, same. Yes. he's ranked way. <laughs> Sadly, that's how bad this week is. All right. My last fade of the week before we help you make some lineup decisions after this, it's going to be Damian Pierce at the Cowboys. He's kind of falling off our boy here. It's okay. He he provided us what he needed to with his draft pick there. You know, he, he had a good run, but he can't make up for this team. It is He's not dead, Michelle. The worst team of all time. No, he can come back next year when they put some pieces together. They draft the number one overall quarterback and Bryce Young or, you know, CJ Stroud or somebody. Then we can rethink this whole team. But right now, this team is absolutely disgusting. And I want no part of it. But the last three weeks, like last week, he did okay. 18 carries, 73 yards. He put up 12.5 fantasy points because he had three receptions for 22 yards blah 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 but the two weeks before that 3.7 points 4.6 points and that's what i think he's going right back to because they get the cowboys and actually you can run on the cowboys it's not really like they're a dominant run defense they're allowing 4.5 yards per carry it's just like you don't really get the opportunity to do it either because the defense is just so good overall that you don't have very many rushing opportunities or they get ahead so fast that, again, you don't have rushing opportunities. And the Cowboys are going to destroy the Texans. I don't I don't see a moment in this game where it's like, oh, the Texans are holding on, which you got that last week. And that's why Pierce was able to rack up some carries for a second there for like three quarters. They were in that game. I don't see that happening here against the Cowboys. I don't see there being any goal line opportunities. And it seems like they keep taking Pierce out around the goal line anyways for some odd reason. I think he has the very lowest of ceilings this week. Like you're looking at, I'm just desperate for 12 points, but then he also has the super low four of getting four points. So it's like really what is the worth of starting him? I get if you're desperate, you just got to plug in a man fine. But if you have Zonovan Knight or Deonta Foreman, or even if Foreman misses, because I didn't bring up, he missed practice on Wednesday, Chuba Hubbard, I would rather play him over Pierce if Foreman were to miss so I just wanted to say that in the first week of August I said that Damian Pierce would be a top 24 fantasy running back and despite the fact that he is just 
sucked lately so bad. He's still the RB16 on the air, and I'm really proud. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, I don't want to start him anymore. No. <laughs> you can start him in matchups where you think maybe the Texans can stay in the game for a little bit. So like, none of those yeah. matchups. I mean, their defense is but, okay, but their defense is okay. Like their defense put them in a position where if you were watching the game, specifically watching the Browns on offense, like you were like, okay, the Texans have this in the bag. Like it felt like a much better game for them than it ended up being. But like realistically rest of season, Michelle, let's talk about the the rest of the schedule because the Texans get the chiefs, the Titans, which tough matchup, the Jags and the Colts. How confident are you? Well, that- the Colts are week 18, so it doesn't matter. Hopefully you're yes. not playing fantasy. Hopefully not. Maybe against the Jaguars. But yeah, you're not going to play Pierce next week against the Chiefs. Like, no way, Jose. You're not doing it. Can't play him against the Titans. Like, if maybe this the- is... Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. No, you cannot play... No, you cannot. cannot so, play him yeah. playing against the Titans. Unfortunately like- for Pierce, I think his run's done. I'm sorry if you have him on your team. Um, I don't think he's going to do much else. I think, honestly, he could be that week 17 like literal league winner against the Jaguars like I could see that happening but you have to make it past these other weeks and it's just not looking great rest of season and I love you Damian and we'll see you next season yeah we'll see you next year when you get some pieces around you and your team can stick in some games but it's not right now that's for sure all right let's close out this podcast with some quick decisions let's run through these isaiah pacheco at the broncos or zonovan knight at the bills we talked about knight a lot but we haven't talked about pacheco yet uh on this episode so it's the broncos not the easiest matchups not the hardest we're running but which one you going with jake i'm gonna take pacheco i'm assuming neither of these guys gets much in the passing work and so we just have to rely on what they can do on the ground uh, and the uh, Broncos have been giving up or yards on the ground to running backs. And I just like the offense better. I'm going with Donovan Knight. I'm going to stick in the flames with him. I also kind of want to do that. I feel like the, the running backs that have been going off, like it's not like you've been getting a ton of fantasy points from the Broncos. Thanks to rushing touchdowns, which like, I think that with the number of weapons that the chiefs have, like, I feel like you need a touchdown, right? And I feel like that's not a lock against this Broncos defense. Uh, I'll take Zonovan Knight because I, I do think it, especially with Von Miller out, it is the easier of the two matchups. Okay. Darius Slayton versus the Eagles or Zay Jones Ooh. at the tight or at the, yeah, at the Titans. I feel like they're pretty similar type players. Yeah. But Darius Slayton. Been 60 plus years in like what six straight games or something like that. He's been crushing it, but so has Zay Jones. And Zay Jones, oh no, Zay Jones had one good week. Zay Jones has been getting a a high target share, which is very important when it comes to figuring out two receptions for 16 yards last week. He's had seven or more targets in four of the last six games. That's a nice target share. I'm still gonna take. Darius Slayton here. And it's just, there's no safety to be had, I don't think, between these two. But he feels safer because he's the only thing in town kind of deal. That, like, Zay Jones gets a way, way, way better matchup by a gazillion miles. I think Zay Jones is safer. 
or I, I'm sorry. I think Darius Slayton is safer. Oh. I think Zay Jones has a slightly higher upside. And I really, I just, I love the chemistry right now. I love what Trevor Lawrence has been doing through the air. Oh right my now. God. Drink. She said Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. <laughs> I'm Take going, shot, Jakey. I'm going to stick with Darius Slayton, who's actually been producing. I know Zay Jones had that massive week, but it is close though. I think you could start either of them. I mean, I like, again, I don't want to discredit what Darius Slayton has done because it, he's been very safe for fantasy, but like scored two touchdowns on the season. Okay, great. It's, it's definitely been productive from a yardage standpoint. Yeah. Do you know who, um, so Darius Slayton has five straight games with 60 plus receiving yards. That's tied for the longest active streak. Did you know that? With Devontae Adams. That's sad. That's so sad. Look at what we've become for football. <laughs> that's it's not sad. A... Give him his moment, Jakey. That's just I'll give him his flowers. Uh, that's what you get for podcasting with a, uh, I'm sorry, who do you work for again? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Next question. Hollywood Brown versus the Patriots or DJ Moore at the Seahawks. I feel like Hollywood Brown came back and we all just kind of forgot about him. He was so good before his injury. And then DeAndre Hopkins came back and then there was a bye. So Hollywood Brown against the Patriots or DJ Moore, who had a very nice game with Sam Darnold against the Seahawks. Great matchup. I don't, I really don't want to have to, admit that DJ Moore is a better play this week. I want to do everything I can to not justify that. What I will say is Hollywood Brown came back last week, peppered with targets still. So concerns about him getting his with DeAndre Hopkins aren't really relevant. So that's good. With that said, I would still take the matchup here with DJ Moore. Yeah, I'm going DJ Moore as well. Because it's like Marquise Brown was good without DeAndre Hopkins because he was getting one gazillion targets. He had to have 17 targets to finally have like a massive game. 17. He's not going to get that. He will still get like eight, but it's such like short ones. You would hope with uh, Hopkins back that Marquis Brown starts getting used deep more often. We'll see, but I- I'm going to go with DJ Moore. Stay in the flames here with Sam Darnold, and then he has the better matchup. What so a bad, what a this. terrible sentence you just said. Stay in the flames with Sam Darnold. <laughs> I'm going to cut that and I'm going to like save it as a clip. You guys know I hate Sam Darnold. I'm going to cut that. I'm going to save it as a clip and I'm going to like replay it every time you say something stupid. Um, I'm apparently the only sane one going with Marquise Brown here. Uh, I think that's fine. Shot bet? I don't no, know. No, there's no shot bet. It's close. Bill Belichick, like we know he schemes out the top option. Do you think he schemes out DeAndre Hopkins or do you think he schemes out Marquise Brown? That's an old narrative, by the He's way. Not, he I, doesn't scheme out that anymore, He doesn't do that anymore. That's that's old news. That's old news. But I wouldn't be surprised if Marquise <laughs> has a good game. This is, again, this is not an anti-Marquise Brown situation. Sounds like it. And then last question, because I can't bring up this man enough, apparently. Tyler Huntley at uh, the Steelers, or Mike White, that's the one I was talking about, at the Bills. I think this is a reasonable question, because you got the rushing floor for Huntley. Mike White. Like he should have scored one gazillion fantasy points last week. Like this is what was so frustrating. He put up so many yards. The Jets offense looked good. Garrett Wilson balled out. They got into the Vikings. Uh, what am I trying to think of? Sideline, not sideline. Oh my god, guys, help! They got in the Vikings area. Red zone. They got Red in zone. their area. 
have consent. I'm not thinking red zone, but whatever. They got past the 50 yard line over and over and over, and they just kept going with goals. And um, man, Mike White should have scored so many fantasy points. Anyways, Tyler Huntley or Mike White? I'm going with Tyler Huntley here. I, I like the rushing upside a little bit here. Uh, I, I just, it's close. I, this is a very reasonable question, and it's definitely one that some people are going to have to face this week. I will take Tyler Huntley. I liked what I saw from him last last year. All right, that's it for today's show. If you have any questions before Sunday, hit us up on Twitter. You can find me, Michelle, at Bob Blastem, Bob Blast EM. You can find me, Kate, at FF Bob Blast. You can find me at Jake Trowbridge with a W. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.